Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keen, and you are watching and listening to The Brett Keen Show. When you get an opportunity, check out the links in my description. You can check out my exclusive videos on Rumble. I am on uh, many different video sites, and I'm also on international radio. People can listen to me on Spotify and Amazon. And I've also got interest and plans of doing some more live shows. But most likely not where I'm being the main host. I really like doing shows with TTOR. It's just up to him whenever he wants to schedule them and send me a link and we'll do it like that. We'll stream it through his site as well as my YouTube channel. And uh, it's been going pretty good. Let me know what you guys think about that. As many of you know, on my community page, if you go to the front of my YouTube channel, you can click on the community tab. And I allow people to vote for different topics that I've thought of, um, things that I see that people question or they wonder about. And I also throw up some very unusual stuff as well that other people are not talking about, just to see what it is my audience would like to hear about, the kind of videos or content that you want to listen to. And one of the big uh, things that people voted for on my prior surveys was why does God allow evil? Why does God allow suffering in the world? So I'm going to respond to that today. And I would also encourage all of you to check out my community page. That way you can kind of help direct where my YouTube channel goes. I'll throw up several topics, and then you vote on the ones that you think would be interesting or that you want to know. And always feel free to put your own topics up there as well. You're able to leave a comment, say, Brad, I'd like to know about this. I'd like to know about that. And if enough people respond to you, or I find that it's interesting, I will get around to making a video to you about it. And as usual, if any of you want to make videos to me, you're more than welcome to post them to me directly, either in my comments or on my community page. Hell, and if I'm responding to your video, I'll let people know where your channel is and where the original questions came from, and then I'll attempt to answer it. As far as uh, God allowing suffering and evil in the world, where does this question usually come from? It usually comes from sometimes Christians or people of faith who have had some problems, who've had some issues in their life. And they ask that question of, you know, if there's a loving God, then why does it seem like the world can be unfair sometimes? And that's a perfectly natural question to ask. Whether you believe in God or not, a lot of atheists ask the same question. If there is a God, then why is there so much pain and suffering? It's actually a perfectly natural question. But unfortunately, even whenever it's coming from some Christians as well as some atheists, sometimes it's not done in the most honest way either. See, one thing I've learned in my life is if you really truly want to deal with a problem, if you really feel like there's something wrong or you feel like there's a problem, then you need to find out the root source of it. You need to find out where is the suffering coming from? Where is the evil coming from? Why is it even happening in the first place? There's no doubt. There's no question that the world that we live in is unfair. 
There's no question that good people suffer and hurt all the time. People who do not deserve to hurt and suffer have this happen to them all the time. So it's understandable why people would chirp up and say, what's the deal? A lot of atheists, whenever they're speaking about God, they talk about God as though he's just some old man that lives in the clouds who just watches his little ants below, basically under a melting pot. Some atheists even suggest that God enjoys watching the suffering and the pain that happens in the world. One of the big memes that a lot of non-believers, as well as even a couple religious folks out there, I've caught. They'll say, what about the children in Africa? What about these kids that are starving to death? Why are the kids in Africa starving for? Is it because a bunch of black people are running around in the country killing white farmers and killing each other and enslaving each other even in modern times? Is it because there's constant tribalism and constant wars and political nonsense happening all the time? So if we really look at the problem, the problem is coming from the same humans who are complaining about God being evil. In order to be able to stop the suffering and pain in the world, the problem that is making all the issues has to be dealt with, right? I mean, in order to stop evil, you have to stop the evil generator in which it's coming from. And I would suggest this. If God today, in the very next five minutes, were to make the decision that he was going to interact with the entire human race and get rid of anybody that generates evil or wrong or hurt towards someone else, I can tell you right now, with absolutely no doubt in my heart or my mind that a lot of Christians would be destroyed and a lot of atheists would be destroyed, if not most of them. I have never met a great and wonderful giving atheist before in my life. Most humans, whether they're religious or non-believer, are very selfish people. So if God did interact, God's not just going to deal with the result of evil. He would deal with the evil itself and where it's coming from. And we, ladies and gentlemen, are the root of the problem. We are the very root of the issue. So think about that. According to God, everything that we do, whether we think it's big or small, anything that we do that causes harm or causes someone offense or causes someone sadness or causes someone to lose hope, our children to stumble in their faith, it's because of us. It's because of the parents, it's because of the teachers, it's because of our leaders, it's because of our government. If you really, really honestly want to know why there's evil and suffering in the world, then you have to look at the very issue. Now, some people might say, yeah, that's true, Brett. 80% of the pain and suffering that happens in the world is because of people. But what about the issues that have nothing to do with people, like what's happening in nature? Well, if you ask any liberal out there, especially a lot of these liberals who call themselves the green piece, They'll tell you that we've caused a lot of damage to our environment as well. 
So when you get these big tornadoes or you get these big storms and all this destruction where entire cities and towns are being wiped out and entire neighborhoods are being destroyed by nature, according to a lot of people, including scientists, we're the reason behind that as well. We're not all of it, but we're contributing to our own destruction. Now, people are going to say, okay, this is all true, Brett. You're right. We're the reason why this is the deal. But what about the good people? Can't God do something about that? Well, that's a fascinating point that I've heard some people put out. But what about some of the good people? Well, I personally believe that God has done good in my life. And I can think of thousands of Christians on the internet who have made countless videos who said that God has interacted in their life and because of God, their life is better. But they had to make the choice of actually saying to God, I'm willing to sacrifice things. I'm willing to sacrifice my greed and my selfishness. I'm willing to not love the things of this world and the material things. And now people are coming to the realization that they don't need to be rich. They don't need to be wealthy. They don't need to have the best, you know, video game console in the world in order to live strong, happy, peaceful, content lives. Some people realize that money isn't going to buy you love. And those people are living pretty good. You can actually be financially poor and live the most beautiful life that you've ever had. You could be living in a cabin with a beautiful woman and hunting off the land and not even bothering to be distracted by the problems of this world. But a lot of people, they feel pain because they're not able to achieve or accomplish something some celebrity or popular person ever did. The point is, is that a lot of the pain that we suffer is pain that we put on ourselves that is unnecessary. A lot of us, we think about money, 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 and what is it that I can do to make my own people do good? Well, God doesn't care a damn bit about money. He doesn't care about if you've got the most expensive television or high definition or the best video camera to record your face on so you can blab. He cares about the human soul. He doesn't just care about you in this life, but what your future will be once you go into eternity. Let me tell you guys a little story. It's kind of a joke, really, but it actually has a lot of serious meaning to it. There's a a scientist and uh, an atheist, not the same person, just a scientist and an atheist, they die, as everybody inevitably does. Remember, it's just a story, ladies and gentlemen, so don't get all freaked out. The atheist and the scientist die on the same day. Thousands of people die a day, ladies and gentlemen, so the hypothetical and the story could be uh, considered truth. So they're standing before God. The atheist, of course, is shocked. So is the scientist. Well, the scientist says to God, he goes, wow, you really do exist. You are real. This is amazing. But here's the thing, God. As I stand here at Judgment Day, I say to you this. As a scientist, we, as a science community, we don't really require God. 
you're not required in order for us to exist. We've been able to do just fine without you. We've been able to invent things. We've been able to create things. We're able to absorb knowledge. We can make anything that we need or want in order to be able to survive and find convenience in this life. You just simply have no place in this universe anymore. God is what the scientist says. And God shakes his head, gives a smile, and then looks at the scientist and says, so you're saying that you don't require me in order to exist. And the scientist says, that is correct. And God says, can you create anything? And the scientist looks at him with a snobby look on his face, giving a snobby expression, and says, uh, yeah, I can create. I can create anything. You know, if given enough time, I can create an entire universe myself if I wanted to. Now he's getting a little bit too narcissistic, but go along with me on this. And God says, okay, here's what I want you to do. You say that an intelligent designer is not required, and God opens his hand, and inside of his hand is a rosebud. God says, I want you to create this. And the scientist says, what? God says, I want you to create this little bitty rosebud. I want you to create one. And the scientist says, well, I need my lab. I need my, I need to get up some material and I need to get the chemicals and all that. I'm sure I can do something. I just need enough time. And God says, whoa, 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 Mr. Scientist, hold on for a second. Um, you don't get to use anything. You see, all the materials and the chemicals in the universe, every property that you know of, all space and time and matter, I made it. You have to now make this out of nothing, just like you claim that I did. The scientist says, whoa, um, but I, I, need, I need to be able to have the rule set. I need to have the material. I, I need to work under natural laws, God says. I made the natural laws. I made everything. But now, unless you can make the rose out of thin air, unless you can create the very elements yourself, then you're not doing anything. You're simply using what I made already. And God basically brushes the scientist off. That was the end of the scientist. Now comes the atheist. <laughs> the atheist says, Let's say the atheist is Christopher Hitchens. We're going to use some of his biggest arguments that he ever did against God, claiming that God is not great. Christopher Hitchens looks at God and says, Why did you allow all those Africans to starve to death? Why did you allow all that suffering? Why did you allow pain throughout humanity? So as you can see, ladies and gentlemen, Christopher Hitchens has given his usual arguments were all based upon emotion and how he perceives the existence of humanity. And God looks at Christopher Hitchens and says, what did you do for humanity? If I am considered evil by the very statement that you've made, then let's turn that around on you. What have you done, Hitchens? How many charities were you a part of? How many times did you visit other countries and actually help people? Oh, that's right. You didn't. You did drugs and you drank alcohol until you were dead. 
you were unhealthy. You didn't even love yourself enough to take care of yourself. And that's the reason why you're dead now and standing before me. You didn't do anything but stand behind a podium and bang your hand like a Baptist preacher telling the world that I am not here and that I don't exist. But you didn't make any effort to make the world a better place. Anybody can complain. Anybody can get popular. Anybody can feed their ego and narcissism. But what did you do, Mr. Hitchens? What did you do, Mr. Stephen Hawking? What did you do, Mr. Richard Dawkins? What did you do? You complained about other people's beliefs and views. You claimed about what people cared about had no substance to it. You literally brought hopelessness, but you didn't bring anything good to the table. You had the ability. Richard Dawkins, you were smart. Hitchens, you were articulate. You could have tried to encourage people to do better or do right. And you could have used all the money that you made doing what you do to actually help benefit the world. But you didn't. Along with all your rich friends. That's what we notice about a lot of atheists out there, don't we, ladies and gentlemen? And this isn't the video to dump our non-believers, but non-believers are always complaining about what's happening in the world and all this. But they contribute to the evil, that's the point. They contribute to the suffering. And then they have the audacity to say to God, but what are you going to do, God? Let me tell you what God did, ladies and gentlemen, in case some of you out there have forgotten. First of all, God created the entire universe. He gave us a world where it already had all the resources required. He gave you the ability to make a family. He gave you the ability to have children. And if you can't have children, you always have the ability to adopt. He created life itself, and he created the very ability to even exist in the first place. To live the life that you want to, no matter if it's evil or good, you have the choice. God loved you so much that he gave you the free will to be able to do what you want. And if all you chose to do throughout your entire life was complain instead of be the generator of good in life and love, then you're a part of the problem, aren't you? You're just another broken spoke in the machine complaining about its place. And that's the issue, ladies and gentlemen. So God's last response to the dead atheist is, I created you with arms and legs and hands. I created you and I infested your very soul with the power and the ability and the heart to be able to do something good, yet you chose to do nothing. And the atheist has the audacity to say to God, but what did you do? Besides creating the entire universe and existence itself, and even the potential to feel joy and peace and love. God says, well, I came down to humanity many times. I died on the cross for you all. I loved you so much that I died for you. I came down to the world in the Old Testament, and I got rid of entire groups of people so other groups of people would be able to flourish that were trying to do good. Every time I got rid of evil people or tried to do something about evil, you would then get on your YouTube video and complain about how evil and horrible I am. 
I got rid of all the evil leaders and evil governments and bad kingdoms in the past. And every time I did it, I wasn't praised or respected for trying to make the world a better place for humanity. You see, God already existed in that type of scenario. There was already, when you read the Bible, you already read about a God who interacted with humanity. And every, if you read the Bible, anything that you've ever asked or wondered nowadays, why isn't God doing this or why is God doing that or why does God allow this? If you read the entire Bible cover to cover, whether you're religious or non-believer, you're going to find out that God tried every scenario possible. So at the end of the day, most people are probably going to ask, well, then why wasn't God able to accomplish it? Why have people gotten worse? Why has things gotten more terrible, even though God did interact and do all these things? Well, that's a question for humans, isn't it? Why? God knows everything. He knows that humans are going to get worse and worse and worse. In the end, it's going to be bad. The only reason why God hasn't come yet is because there's still some of us out there that want to change and want to do better and do good. But there's going to be a day where it becomes like the day of Noah, where people decide they don't care anymore, where the entire population says, I give up. I don't care about the environment. I don't care about my fellow man. I don't care about my neighbor. It's about me, me, me. And the day comes when humans have become absolutely irrelevant and useless. When humans have become fully hopeless and decided to hold everybody else accountable instead of themselves for the greed and selfishness of this world until humans decide to look inward as opposed to outward and do something about it. This is the way this world will remain. When will it end when we all finally conclude that there's no point anymore, no reason for even trying? And that's the point of it. And why does an all-knowing God do this? Because perhaps in this way of doing things, it allows you the free will to come to him with loving open arms. You got to choose if you want to marry into that commitment. And maybe God has tried this scenario millions and millions of times, interacting here and there, stopping this. According to millions of Christians around the world, the reason why they are Christian is because they've either seen God, they've heard God, and they've actually seen what God has actually done for them in their life. That's why Christianity is the most popular religion in the world because Christians are known to be very outspoken about whenever God does something for them or lets God see something that they may have not seen before. So when you hear that atheist say, where is God? Why isn't God doing something? Perhaps God is only working with people that he thinks will actually use the blessings that they get for good. Perhaps God is only giving to those that he knows won't use it for a weapon against others or hurt people. 
A blessing can become a curse if it's in the wrong hands, ladies and gentlemen. Imagine what would happen if Adolf Hitler had prayed for immortality and God gave it to him. Although it might be nice for Adolf Hitler, it wouldn't be nice for all the people he plans on killing and hurting. Why would God give a bunch of money to a person who's only going to buy them a new Xbox and say the hell with the rest of the world? You see, if you're going to give good things to people, make sure you give it to people who are going to use it for the good and for the better. At the end of the day, the all-knowing God is going to know what is optimal for humanity, the best route to take, the best direction to take. God knows before it all started that some people weren't going to climb out of the pool. Some people weren't going to do something to make life better. No matter what scenario it is, not everybody can be saved unless God forces his hand. And let's face it. We've seen what happened whenever God went against free will in the Bible. That's right. In the Bible, there were many times where God did things that other pe that humans did not like, especially the kingdoms that were doing evil things. They did not appreciate it whenever God sent flames and fireballs from the sky and blew their ass up in order to make another group of people out there happy. <laughs> so is that what you want? I want you all to really think about that in modern times. When you say you want God to do something about evil, does that also include you? Who does that include? Your mother, your father? Who do you want God to deal with? Who's the problem? And can that problem be resolved by you? Because, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to finish the video with this. Just like God responded to the atheist. I gave you legs, I gave you arms, I gave you the mind and the consciousness and the soul, I gave you the power. You are the very thing that I created to make the world better. Why didn't you?